It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is Caleb Williams truly a generational quarterback prospect? Let's just be honest with ourselves. That's what he's been built up to be by draft media, by football media, and by fans. Built up to be this mythological figure. It's not fair to ask him to be that, but is he? Let's dive into it as we discuss USC quarterback Caleb Williams here on the latest episode of Skull Search. Real Porno Show, hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run In Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Skull Search here on Vikings First and Skull. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis. With me, as always, is producer Dave. Now, if you are normally a Facebook person, you are not seeing this. You can only see these on YouTube, but you can also listen to them on our podcast feed. I recommend you go check that out with some other unique content, including some quick little prospect previews that I will be doing on there as well. So you will not want to miss it. And I want to say thank you to everybody who got us over 2,500. We passed the mark about five minutes after the show ended last night. We're already up to nearly 2,540. So thank you very much for that. It's uh makes us feel good that we know that we're doing something right and that you guys really appreciate what we do. So thank you very much. Now let's talk about a Norse God. No, we're not talking about North Scott. We're actually talking about Caleb Williams. But he's built, been built up to be this mythological figure. And it's not fair to him. And honestly, some of that hype is due to the success of Patrick Mahomes. 
It's the Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant effect. So if you follow the world of the NBA, it's like, oh, who's the next Michael Jordan? Who's the next LeBron James? No, they're the first them. It's not fair to put those kind of expectations on a young person, on a young star. It, you, it's, it just sets themselves up to fail. And that sucks. That, that's brutal. But it is what it is. So let's talk about who the player is. Okay. So he started at Oklahoma, five star recruit. Um, he was an, at over a 99, which is a very, very high mark. One of the highest quarterback recruits in recent memory. Six foot one, 215 pounds, third year junior. Did transfer from Oklahoma as he left Norman with Lincoln Riley to go over to USC. Completed 66.6% of his passes for 10,098 yards, 93 touchdowns, 14 picks. Also ran for 1,539 yards, 27 touchdowns. Caleb Williams is a true dual threat. And when you watch him play, it, it makes a lot of sense about why people build him up to be th- this mythological figure. And we'll talk about the positives. We'll talk about the negatives. We'll talk about why he's not a mythological figure. And that's okay. Like the only two quarterback prospects ever who should have been considered like mythological figures per se, John Elway and Andrew Luck. You can maybe argue Trevor Lawrence, but not even Peyton Manning was that great of a prospect. Like people really wanted to take Ryan Leaf over him because Peyton Manning's arm, eh, it was fine. You wanted what was in here. What was in here was the key to unlocking all the greatness that he had. The arm was just, yeah, it was fine. One special, but he was so good at everything else. Didn't need to be. So let's start talking about Caleb Williams. And it's so interesting watching him because the offense that he plays in is like, we make jokes about it. It's like Lincoln Riley should be charged with crimes for how bad this offense is structured, but it did allow Caleb Williams to show some things that he wouldn't have been able to show in other offenses. He ran essentially a modern version of, of a triple option air raid offense. So what do I mean? Like you have RPOs and read options where you fit, do the mesh point, you fake the handoff to the running back and then he'll go, he'll take the ball out on the perimeter, but there will be a guy running in the flat and he has the option now to either run it himself or throw it triple option. Just a different version. Yeah. You might be able to do that as a gadget here and there in the NFL, but it's not a sustainable thing. But it was also very air raid heavy. And some of these concepts with the receivers he had, look, the receivers were not good. And it was evident in some of these plays because the outward narrative is that Caleb Williams just tries to play hero ball. I've said it on this show. And there are times where he just tries to play hero ball instead of throwing it like a 10 yard layup. It's okay to take 10 yards. It took Patrick Mahomes a little bit to take the 10 yards. Well, guess what? He basically won a Super Bowl taking 10 yard plays this past year. So you, like you can be really successful with that, but it takes guys who can play a little runs with that and smart play. I'll take smart play. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be, you have to coach yourself up or get coached up and be willing to take those smart plays instead of just trying to take the big shots. Big shots are great. If you hit them, they're fantastic. It's okay to take a first down instead of, a maybe touchdown every now and then because that can help you build rhythm can help you drive the ball down the field and it can prevent you from having to punt. So there's a balance to these things. You want to take shots, but you have to be calculated about it. 
And Caleb Williams needs to learn that aspect. But let's talk about some of the things that make him great, okay? The first thing that stands out is the arm talent. It's incredible. It's He doesn't have the, the super strong arm like the Josh Allen or the Joe Milton, but he has a strong arm in a special way. He can layer the ball in there beautifully. He can throw on the run with touch and precision. He can do anything you ask him. If you want him to drive a ball from the far hash on a 15-yard out route, he can do that. If you want him to throw a 50-yard post with velocity, he can do that. You want him to lob a ball with touch on a corner route, beating cover two, he can do that. He can do anything with that arm. He can do it from multiple arm angles. He can do it completely off platform. He can do it within rhythm. It doesn't matter. Caleb Williams can do it all. And it's probably, in my opinion, the main reason, because I don't like speaking for everybody else in draft media, but this is why Caleb Williams is viewed so highly because he can do literally anything he wants with his arm. It is a special limb when it comes to football. He has a special ability to use it. Some of that is God given. Some of that he has created himself. And the scary thing is, I heard this listening to Connor Rogers on the um, PFF stock exchange earlier today. He was told by a scout that if you are a younger quarterback, like 2021 expect that arm strength to get stronger. So he hasn't even reached the pinnacle of what his arm strength can be. And it's already a massive plus trait for him. So that is a massive, massive positive, but it's not just that he has great arm strength. It's natural. And what I mean by natural is he doesn't have to like some guys can, can uncork a howitzer, but they got to torque their whole body into it. And it looks like it's forced. Caleb Williams can throw a ball from any position at to any point in the field as easily as I can flipping a steak on my grill. That's how natural and easy it is. It's a truly impressive feat that a lot of people just can't get out of their heads. In my opinion, when it comes to the evaluation, because that is special. It's incredible to be able to see that kind of skill, but we'll, we'll get to more of some of the negatives later and why he's not a Norse God. Um, I was really impressed with his understanding of quick game and RPOs and how efficient he was at running them. Uh, He understands how to manipulate defenders. So there was this one play, I believe it was against Arizona where the defender is crashing in on him hard. And he he's got the ball in the running back's stomach, you know, the mesh point. And he holds it long enough to get the linebacker to commit to going after just him. And because he's kind of midpointing it. He's kind of going after both guys, but he gets the linebacker deep enough where all he can do is get Caleb, the quarterback. And then Marshawn Lloyd just runs right past him for a touchdown. There's a next level ability to understand how to manipulate defenders. And he can do that in the running game as well. That triple option I told you about, they made it really effective and just a a really easy play for Caleb to get him in rhythm, to get him rocking and rolling. And those little details will help at the next level. Initially, you want to be able to maximize some of the things that you're doing. You want to be able to thrive, but sometimes you have to get in rhythm. That's why almost every time you see the first play of the Vikings play action, 
dump off to the flat to Josh Oliver and he takes it 10 to 20 yards. It's just, hey, confidence build up, get in rhythm. All right, we're cooking with gas. Now let's start attacking down the field. All that matters. And he can do some of this at a very high level. And with that triple option, he's not afraid to run the ball. He can he has an aptitude to do it at a high level. He can elude defenders. He sees the field incredibly well. You don't necessarily want him doing that because of his natural God-given arm talent, but you can deploy it. And I think you're going to look at his success running the ball in a similar vein to what Justin Fields was three years ago. Now, Fields struggled so much as a passer, they basically made him a runner almost exclusively, and then they just kind of throw alongside of it. You could do more running initially with Williams, kind of like they did with Justin Fields his rookie year before they really made the offense run focused. But you don't like that's not something you want to do long term, but he can do it. And I think he can do it at a very high level. And the one I say to kind of pair with that, the one thing that impressed me, it wasn't just the field vision in the running game. He saw the field better in the passing game than I expected. And the reason being, you see all these instances where he's running around and he's trying to make these superhero plays. Some of it was a necessity because his receivers were bad and they couldn't get open nearly close to like enough. They couldn't get open at all half the time. So he's going through reads and he's seeing the field and there's a clean pocket, but he needs to bail because he needs to try and create something because there's nothing there. And then they didn't help him a lot with the scramble drill stuff. And we'll talk about that with Drake may when we do his skull search, because that's a big sticking point. I think people aren't talking about. And I thought he was much better at reading um, NFL style progressions than I would have anticipated coming in. And that's why you always, you, you, you can go in with, I think this way, this is why you have to be willing to change your opinion when you're presented with new information, because I thought he wasn't great at it. He was better than I thought. He still needs work. But being able to show that he was better than I had expected coming in, I thought was a really big positive for him. Dave, you have any thoughts on him? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I don't think he's coming to us. I, like a couple people have said, hope he goes to Chicago and they ruin him. Well, Gary's asking, does it worry me if he goes to Chicago? I don't want to play him twice a year, but I also don't trust Chicago to do the right, do right by him either. So I'd rather they, they pick a quarterback. I don't like, I'd rather them take Bo Nix, but that's not going to happen. So now he does have some red flags in my book that 
I don't like, and we'll get into at least one of them during the grading grades. But one is his size, six one. I like my quarterbacks hopefully around six four. I want them bigger. He only weighs two hundred and fifteen pounds. That's not huge. Now, if you look at his legs, he's got beefy legs. So I, he's strong. He's not fragile. He's not like mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels that you worry about gets hit wrong and suddenly snaps. He's well-built, I think, is the term you're thinking of. Um, that's one of the red flags. And, of course, the other one is, is he going to be mature enough or mentally uh, strong enough? It's probably the better word. To handle an NFL offense, especially in a big city like Chicago or New York or L.A. Or, you know, one of the, he was obviously in L.A., so I'm not going to give it to them. But New York or Philly or someplace like that where they're absolutely rabid about their players. And if there's any fault whatsoever, they get down on them really, really, really quickly. I don't know if he's going to be able to fit that sort of mold. And it's going to be interesting to see if he does and where he goes. Is Chicago set up to be, and this was asked by somebody earlier, is Chicago set mm-hmm. up to support him? Can um, they do that? And I'm not, and I'm talking not just the football people there to mentor him and guide him and do all the wonderful things that a good organization would do. But is the team set up? Will he have the the requisite offensive line and the wide receivers capable of handling it in Chicago? Because everything's pointing to he's going number one at, to Chicago. But I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if suddenly that changes. Yeah. I don't think Chicago is necessarily perfectly set up right now, but I think Caleb Williams is uh, at year one is in a better situation than Justin Fields would be in year four because you can continue to build around him. You have a free agency still to continue to build around that uh, around him before you pick him. And then you have next year to be able to continue that. And then a third year. And then you have to worry about the extension. So you essentially have three off seasons to prepare him before you can even consider that extension. So I think you're there. He's in a good spot. Is he in a great spot? Nah. But how yeah, many but you could ruin guys, a quarterback in that amount of time, too? Well, here's the thing. How many how many teams drafting number number one overall are good? The only team I can think of that's dra- uh, drafted like top two in the last decade that was a good football team was the 49ers in 2019 when they took Nick Bosa. They just dealt with a massive amount of injuries. Well, guess what? Two years later. Or sorry, what that year? They're in the Super Bowl, so you're not going to a great team. You have to elevate it. Took Joe Burrow a couple years. Bryce Young struggled on a just disastrous football team in Carolina. Well, you're not expecting Chicago to come in and be that terrible. They're no, but my point is because Carolina is that terrible. Yeah, my point though is Dave, you're looking at a team that. Like they're they're in a little bit better straits, but you're not going into a great situation. You're not going into a you could maybe argue it's good, 
but we'll see how that ends up uh, transpiring over the next few years. You get picked first overall, you're not going to a great football team. It's just that simple. So we'll kind of see well, what ends up happening with his development. Well, let's take it this way. If most likely he's going to Chicago, would he do better straight out the get-go going to Minnesota with what Minnesota has in place? 1,000%, but Minnesota also was more successful last year than the Bears on an overall Same level it's when, you, when you consider the injuries that they had to deal with. So, like, the the Vikings had just massive, massive injuries across the board. They had a, an injury to Kirk Cousins, almost derailed the season. They lost Justin Jefferson for seven games. Then they lost TJ Hawkinson. Like, they dealt with a, an incredible amount of injuries, not not to mention some of the injuries that they had on the defensive side of the football. This is um, a good look, question I, from Gary. I'm not we're not talking about the leadership skills because we don't know anything. And anybody who tries to tell you, Oh, because he paints his nails or showed emotion, like after a loss where he just got absolutely pulverized. No, we're not talking about that because well, we no, don't know. I, that's not what uh, I don't think that's what he's referring to. Um, oh, no, I, I'm just saying I'm not talking about it because I just don't know everything I've heard from people. I trust he's a good leader and he loves the game of football. So, I'll leave it at that. Okay. There's so. there's too too many unfair narratives for completely unfair reasons that are floating out there. And I, yeah, I know Odie. I, I would. Yeah, I know you don't want to talk about Caleb Williams's leadership skills either because of that. But it's that there are too many negative narratives out there, and we'll uh, we'll kind of leave it at that. Outside of that, like his teammates love him. He so. Well, that, that's what Let's, matters. Are his, are his teammates going to take that extra effort just to, you know, because he's asking and wants to lead the team to win? Yeah. Because that's what's going to be asked of him at the next level. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about some negatives. The first negative we're going to talk about is going to be one that we've already discussed a little bit. Tends to play hero ball a little too much. It wasn't nearly as much as I expected because of what I saw in the back end and why he was scrambling on some of those plays, but he could just take a, take a, a five to 15 yard layup. And he just, he doesn't want to, and he'll learn that in the NFL, you got to take those layups sometimes. And it's okay to take those layups. If it's first or second down and you get five to 10 yards. Yeah. Take it. That's okay. And sometimes guys just have to have that coached into them. And it takes a long time. But when you have a guy that's hyper-talented like this, it's really not that big of a surprise that he wants to play hero ball. It's okay. Um, Delton asked, why do you leave Oklahoma? Oh, he just followed Lincoln Riley. He wanted to play for Lincoln Riley. That's why he went to Oklahoma from Washington, D.C., where he grew up. And that's why he followed him to USC. So that's it. Like It's not a situation where he needed to leave. They ran him out of town. Spencer Rattler, they ran him out of town. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams just wanted to play for Lincoln. So he did. All right. Let's talk about uh, Caleb Williams dealing with pressure. Um, sometimes his lack of fundamental mechanics can amplify pressure where Williams, like when we talk about guys like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, they don't necessarily have the best mechanics, but they have the arm where they, it just doesn't matter. Like Aaron Rodgers throws so often just off his back foot and it just lands perfectly. Like Caleb Williams has a little bit of that to his game. And 
it, he doesn't necessarily utilize great mechanics because he doesn't have to. So he needs to learn how to get a better base on it. And then once he does, you're going to be able to see things improve greatly. And I think that with a little bit of NFL coaching, you can really hit that footwork home. Um, pressure gets into his face. He tries to hero ball a little bit. And those throws end up being a little poor because of those mechanical issues. He's not consistent enough. And that's okay. Odie's chewing on my laundry basket. So I apologize if you guys can hear that. Um, to pair with that, he also has a little bit of arm arrogance and it gets him into trouble. He knows he can hit every throw. And sometimes you're going to get in situations. Josh Allen does this a lot where he knows I can hit this throw. I'm going to hit it. Mm-hmm. And then it's an interception. Williams has a little bit of that to his game, a little bit of that bozo gene that we've talked about many, many times on the show. And he'll have you wanting to pull your hair out at times, but he's also a really, really good football player. And you're just going to have to kind of live with some of it because you know, he can hit those throws and that he's going to be a game changer in that way. Brett Favre Vikings don't get to the 09 NFC championship game without Brett Favre. And so you're talking about a man who had extreme arm arrogance. Yeah, you put it and, and I'd rather a have a quarterback example. that had it than not. That's a perfect example. You're just going to have to live with the bad because he's going to give you a lot of good. So you, you're just, it just is what it is. But if you can limit those a little bit, I think you're going to be in a much, much better spot. Know when you can pick your spots and know when you can't. And sometimes if you just have to have it, you know what? Just let it rip and we'll deal with the consequences at that point. Um, I do like Williams's ability to sense pressure on an overall scale. He struggles with the blind side where he just doesn't really feel it at all. And it manifested it for him a few times during the season where he would just get smacked. And I want to see him improve in that area, but he can sense pressure and that's overall very good. So I'm pretty happy with his ability to deal with pressure we'll kind of see how how things will end up working in the NFL. Odie is really going to town on that. Holy crap. <laughs> All right, let's now let's kind of talk about the overall scale. Caleb Williams, if you watched my show last Wednesday, he's my quarterback 2. He is not my quarterback 1. There is a lot of positives to his game, but he is like it's that arm strength 9.6. The only perfect 10 I've ever given in that was Joe Milton because it's literally the strongest arm I've ever seen. And to me, that's a 10. So he like, there's a lot of good here, but he needs some work. He needs some refinement. He is not a finished product and that's okay. He was built up to be this mythological figure, which the media does a lot. Let's just be real. They do it a lot, but he was able to take things to the next level. And he won a Heisman Trophy. He had the Trojans in a great spot consistently because of his play, despite not having the great receivers after Jordan Addison, despite having an awful, awful defense. That defense was worse than some of those defenses in the early 2000s of the Vikings when you were starting Kenny Wright and Waswaserwanga at cornerback. These defenses were atrocious despite having multiple four and five star players. Alex Grinch will, will be on trial at some point for how bad these defenses were. It was atrocious. 
But Caleb Williams, he's a very good football player. Is he great? Eh, we'll find out. But I think he's a very, very good prospect. And any team drafting in that top five should feel very lucky to be able to draft Caleb Williams. Now, this was the other flag I wanted to bring up. His uh, intermediate grade isn't spectacular compared to the rest of the class. And his pressure grade absolutely sucks. Well, pressure grade, some of that's hero ball and where he could he could lay it up and he doesn't. Some of the intermediate stuff is there's a wide open target and he won't take it. Like there's some context to it. Plus a lot of quarterback play has to do with who you're throwing to. So I'm not, I'm not saying like that these aren't nothing, but I am saying that I'm not looking at these as gospel when it comes to his evaluation, because he is really, really good. He didn't have a lot of help. Now, Norsefius is asking about uh, system fit, scheme fit. I would prefer him in a system where he could really attack downfield. I think he can be scheme diverse, but I would prefer him in like an air Coriel where he can really throw the ball down the field. Like, I think, uh, didn't the Bears hire Kellen Moore as the OC? I don't remember. But maybe I think they did. And if they did like that, that's going to fit Caleb a lot. It's going to be an easy transition because he threw a lot of hitches. He threw a lot of seams and he did a lot of that air ready stuff. Air Coriel's got some of that in there too. So I think that would be a good system for him. We'll see if Kellen Moore can actually maximize him because Kellen Moore, I don't think he's as good of an offensive coordinator now as we thought he was. So I, I think he'll be ultimately fine, but we'll see. Uh, that's our show. Caleb Williams, very good football player, probably going number one overall. Uh, there is a chance that either Jaden Daniels or Drake may can top him combine pro days. There's a chance Baker Mayfield wasn't going first overall until about 24 hours before the draft. So you just never know. Oh, it's it's Waldron. Waldron does a lot of the McVay stuff. Like, the McVeigh inspired Shanahan tree stuff, not the Shanahan tree. So I, I think that'll work. I think it'll work. Waldron is, has a very similar style to what O'Connell does. I think it'll work. I would prefer Drake may, but that's just me. And speaking of, we'll be talking about man Thursday and we will be having a lot of fun in doing so tomorrow night on the real Forno show. We will be having a locked and loaded ready to go show for you with a topic that will be to be determined. Don't forget two old bloggers on Sundays at four o'clock now, instead of Saturdays till the start of the NFL season until then. Thank you very much for watching. I'm Tyler, but we also have the NFC North show this week in which Vikings first and skull is hosting. Oh, there we go. Tomorrow, which I, uh, I'm going to ask, we can push it out to Thursday. Thursday seemed to work better. And we're going to be talking NFC North. And I'm sure this young man over there that we just profiled will be one of the talking points. So watch for that notification as it comes out. And join me, the Bear Claw Podcast. Pay from there. And then June and Foster from Bleachers to Speakers, the Lions 
podcast and how they like things. Edwin, I see your avatar there. From one dead head to another, we say skull. Skull Vikings, baby. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.